something you hear or learn the first day is very loud in your head when you go to sleep that night and it's surrounded by the static of all the other things. And as the days go on, the things that you hear the most get louder and the things that you don't hear slowly fade into static. And if you wait too long to hear them again, you forget about them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how brains work because every night your brain has to kind of shut down and process all the things that you've learned. But if you're bringing things back, it's soon enough or long enough apart, it makes it so it doesn't turn into static. Hi, Kristen. Uh, Hi, Michael. What's wrong? I'm just so forlorn about my Japanese learning resources that I've been using. They're so, all from the 80s. I shouldn't have used my birth year what? as a way to pick <laughs> Japanese learning resources. That's a terrible idea. It's been many years since then. Or, I, I just assumed there were no new Japanese learning resources ever. No, there are plenty of learning Japanese learning resources that come out every single month. Really? Is there a way I could learn about these new Japanese learning resources every single month? We need to redo this because we've stuttered every word. It's so good, though. Okay, okay. We were on a roll. There is on Tofugu.com. Wow. And now here, for the last six months, since January, we've been compiling lists of the best new Japanese learning resources that have come out. And now we're going to cover the top five. Wow, and now I can get rid of my 1985... How to Learn Japanese book. Does it teach you how to draw manga too? <laughs> yes, it does. Hello and welcome to the Tofugu podcast. My name is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kristen. And today uh, we're going to talk about something very special and exciting. It's Japanese learning resources. Yay. Yay. You guys can't see it, but I just threw a bunch of confetti on Jamal. Right, Jamal? He nodded yes. It's been confirmed. So for those of you who don't know what Japanese learning resources are. Well, why, why are you listening to this why podcast? Are you listening? They're things to help you learn Japanese. And we've been writing about them for half a year. Specifically, uh, we've been collecting them every month, new Japanese learning resources. And by we, I really mean Kristen. <laughs> because Kristen's been writing them. I mean, uh, once a month, one person in the office will usually be like, hey, look what I found. And they'll be like, I need like seven more. So yeah. thanks. Yeah, we all we all gather them, but but Kristen writes about them. And I think you and gather them. Yeah. And you use them. I think you gather most of them. I find like maybe one or two a month, maybe. So. So, yeah, Kristen's here to tell us about Japanese learning resources because we've collected, how many have we collected so far? 32. 32 over the past six months of 2017, the best year. And mm. <laughs> and Kristen's going to tell us which ones are her favorite. Now, they're all good, right? Like, we wouldn't yeah, recommend so, them if they're um, not good. I usually cut it down to about five every month. Mm -hmm. um, but we usually have, like, ten on the list and then um most of the ones that we cut or i cut um it's like an app that's like look you can learn kanji and it's literally just 
a dictionary that's not very good. Yeah. Um, you can tap on a kanji and read it. Yeah. So there are a lot of apps that come out every month that's like, well, it's a new resource, but I don't want to waste anyone's time. Mm -hmm. Be like, oh boy, new resources and give them something that's terrible. So I yeah. make sure that I either play or um, use all of the resources on the list. And a lot of them don't make it, but all of the ones that I think are worthwhile to, I don't know, anyone of any level, um, I'll add and try to say why I like it or why I think someone else would like it. Um, but I do, I do have the ones that I know are the best because like blatantly there's either more work put into them or it's mm -hmm. a bigger project or it's actually made to teach Japanese because some of these, um, some of these are like, Oh, a game came out with Japanese audio or it has Japanese support now. And I'll add that. Or, um, one example was, uh, Harry Potter, um, came out with the audiobook for book three finally and like well that's really helpful because not only are most people familiar with the first book but they have the audio now and you can read it in Japanese along with the audio so it, it's that kind of stuff um yeah. not all of it is made to teach you Japanese but some of it is and that stuff's usually better and this is something we've been doing uh at the start of this year so that at the end of the year we will have a whole year of all the best resources yeah. from we're, the year. We're thinking about giving out like, do you guys remember back in the early days of the internet mm -hmm. when a site would have an awards page Yeah, and you could take a banner from that awards page and put it on your website and be yeah. like, look, I was in the top 10 Tofugu's awards for this year. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have that. Hopefully we'll, we'll make a banner we'll and see. it'll be an animated sparkly gif yeah. that's made on blingy. On blingy. And people can put it on their web page. Yes. Yeah. That's what I personally want. You can to get happen. a rotating banner to put at the bottom of your GeoCities site yeah. with your click counter. Mm-hmm. There was a site I went to recently that said like this was featured on CNN's Best of the Internet, nineteen ninety seven. And it was still there. And now I can't remember what site it was. Well so good for them. Any of you guys know, please tweet at us what that site was. Or tweet us like your favorite still living GeoCities site. Yeah. There's actually some nice GeoCities archives out there. Yeah. I um, don't know. This isn't very helpful, but. No, it's. Um, what? The GeoCities talk is not helpful? I mean, if people send us GeoCities sites, <laughs> it's not very helpful to anyone else except okay. for us laughing. But well, if you want to do that, you can. You can. So let's be helpful instead. Yes. Um, and we'll do that by picking out of these 32 resources, which you guys can check out. Uh, we've got a link you can follow with your ears, tfg.li slash jlr. That's the shortened link that'll get you to the series that has all of these. And of course, there's going to be more next month and next month all the way till the end of time, probably. I mean, we're going to do it at least until the end of this year. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you guys like it, if you tell us that you want us to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, tweet at Mecca Koichi yeah, and tell him <laughs> and tell him that you want me to keep writing these. Yeah. Technically this whole thing was his idea. So if you like it, you can thank him. Yeah. Um, so if you like it, let us know. And if you hate it, I guess you can let us know or you could keep it to yourself because I don't really want to hear it. Yeah. But all feedback helps us know what you like and what you don't like, but just be nice about it, please. You guys, or even better. If you get upset because we haven't named something that you really like that came out, let us know. And maybe we can do like a mid-year, hey, look at these ones that we just found out about. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll put your name on it and be like, well, this person sent us 
Japanese helper seven. Hmm. It's like hamburger helper. <laughs> That'd be Japanese. great. You buy it at the grocery store. You dump it out and there's kanji in there. You eat it and you know them. Mm, that would be a great way just to learn kanji. Just we, eat them. we would go out of business. Yeah. No one invent that. Um, okay, so let's get started yes. with the first best of the 32. So this is the half year mark. This is the top of the first half of the year. Yes. Um, so I only picked five um, because I thought there were five really good standout bests. Um, and the first one actually did come out right at the beginning of January, I believe. Um, Satori Reader. Yay. Yay. So Satori Reader, you've probably heard of. Um, it was really popular on the Learn Japanese Reddit um, because people were getting into the alpha and the beta pretty early. Um, what it is, is a site that you can access for free to start. Um, and it has a bunch of articles, news stories, children's kind of stories um, in Japanese. And you have multiple choices on how you want to read it or listen to it. So there's an audio track. Um, there's usually a beginner or advanced version. What that basically means is, is it is it like NHK Easy News, where it's it's written in simple Japanese. It's written using more um, basic kind of kanji. Imagine um, it's basically a new site for children um, to to start learning. So you have things like that, or you can set it to the more um, advanced version, which would be the news you would hear in Japan um, using terms that normally you wouldn't have learned in class, um, more fluent kind of uh, native speech. Um, the great thing is that they add new material constantly. Um, the, the bad thing is that it does cost a subscription, mm -hmm. um, which you don't need a subscription to access m all the content. There, there is a, quite a bit of free content, which is mostly what I looked at. Um, but there is advanced content unlocked if you do pay. Um, so if you want to pay for Satori Reader, and you, it's a monthly subscription or yearly subscription like most Japanese learning resources nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, it's $12 a month or $99 a year. Um, at least it was when we initially uh, posted the article in January. Mm -hmm. And there's a summer special going on right now, so it's $9 a month or $89 a year. For the summer, so and don't don't worry if you miss it because they did at New Year's have the same special. So mm -hmm. basically, it looks like summer or New Year's. Basically, twice a year it seems like they're going to have sales. Yeah. That's not confirmed. Yeah, but it seems like that's could their be a pattern. Halloween special too. That's true, or and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Special. I don't know why they would do that. Hey, here's an American holiday. Have free Japanese. Yeah. Um, idea. I remember you mentioning something that I think is pretty cool about Satori Reader mm -hmm. that you, if you're a WaniKani user, mm -hmm. you can plug in your WaniKani API key and make it so you only see kanji you know. Is you can. True? So um, if you don't have a WaniKani Wani account, that's fine. Um, because you can go into your settings at any time and say, I don't want Furigana. Mm -hmm. um, or if you've used a different site, if you have your own spreadsheet that lists all of the kanji you know, you can upload those to their hmm. site, and it makes it so it no longer gives you furigana for those kanji. That's really cool. But if you have a Wani Kani account, as you said, 
all you have to do is go to your settings in your Wanikani account, copy your API key, and then plug that into your settings in Satori Reader. And it will take all of the data about the kanji and words you know and make it so you no longer get Furigana for those. And every time you level up, every time you do something, you can resync it. Hmm. And then it makes sure that you're reading properly at your level. You, really cool. you can focus on those words that have furigana. So you be like, okay, this is definitely a new word for me. And then, you know, make sure you study that, um, which is really cool. And, mm -hmm. and as you use the site, you can add words. So you don't only have to rely on your API key. You can continue to be like, okay, I know this word now that isn't on Wanikani. Because as most of you know, we teach kanji and the vocabulary we teach is kanji based. And there are thousands of words in Japanese that are katakana only or mm -hmm. hiragana only. And so you need to have other resources to learn those. And being able to use a site that not only gives you help with reading comprehension and listening comprehension, and then you can, you know, supplement that by yourself to speak along, to shadow the language. And it helps your speaking. You can speak clear. You can try to, um, if you try to keep up with the person speaking, that's really helpful because you can talk faster mm -hmm. and you don't mumble or skip over your words, which is for me, when I first started speaking in Japan, I, I would just like my mouth felt just felt like a big stick of butter. Mm -hmm. Like my tongue was in the way and I, it's so difficult. But if you, if you prepare yourself by reading along on the bus or reading along at home, it really helps. So this site can, as, um, as a supplement to whatever tools you're using already to actually teach you, this is a great way to practice and a great way to slowly introduce new words with new content. Yeah, and shadowing is something that I know Koichi has talked about mm -hmm. in the past uh, in videos and articles and things like that. Um, it's something that really kind of unlocks your Japanese ability. Like it just over time, you kind of like are, are grinding against this wall and then suddenly you make these big jumps just yeah. by shadowing um and then you know i you can't really do it as a as a beginner so he has told me um <laughs> but uh you know as you advance and especially with satori reader which i think is really cool about being able to have furigana for things you don't know and have no furigana for the kanji you do know because then you're practicing and reading the kanji that you're studying on Wanikani, um, but you're not getting totally stuck when you're like, cool, I'm going through this sentence. Oh, I'm stuck. I don't know this kanji. Because um, otherwise, you know, your material is either like all furigana or like no furigana. And you just kind of have to wait until you can do no furigana. You got to get to like your level 30 or 40. And if you don't want them at all, you can always just turn them off. So, mm -hmm. so if you are quite advanced and you're like well none of these resources I don't want to make a list none of them have as many things as I know mm -hmm. you can just turn them off and if you do come to a word you don't know if you click on it it will bring up parts of speech dictionary breakdowns um, and I believe each sentence yeah each sentence has um, there's like a little uh, dot 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 mm -hmm. after all of them you click on them and it will show you an English translation oh that's really neat right um, so if you're having trouble parsing what a long sentence says, you don't have to worry about that though. You, you should choose to try mm -hmm. 
before mm-hmm. you just like open all the English translations first, because you're not going to be helping yourself if you cheat. Yeah. Um, which is why, as you said, no furigana is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have it, your eye will automatically go to it, right? It's the same right. as if there's English on the page. Your eye will automatically go to it. So you're doing a disservice to yourself if you use a resource that doesn't allow you to get rid of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you think that you can just sort of skip over the furigana, you you won't. I have I have tried. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, so there is one downside um, that I don't particularly like of the site. So instead of using native speakers. Um, now, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure who writes these. I do believe they have native speakers writing mm-hmm. them. Um, but most of the audio that I've come across, um, especially the beginner audio, is very similar to the NHK audio, which mm-hmm. if you haven't heard it, is kind of like a very slow, well-paced, robot Japanese woman's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they do have male voices too, mm-hmm. and usually the advanced one sounds a little better. Um, but it does have a robot quality to it. Is it like a Vocaloid kind of voice? Um, it's not that bad where mm-hmm. there's like pitch differentiation here and there. Um, right. But you do need to be aware that you are shadowing content that is not going to sound exactly like a native speaker's. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if they're going to be changing that in the future mm-hmm. and having completely like natural... Um, spoken Japanese, mm-hmm. just recorded by Japanese speakers in the future. If they've already added that, um, you could probably check it out. You could probably tweet me and let me know. Yeah. Um, but for language shadowing, the best thing you can do is find native content, not stuff that's made f- for learning. Because mm-hmm. if you want to get your pitch right, if you want to make sure that your pauses are in the correct place, you can see this when you go to a speech competition Or if you just see someone reading from a script, there's a really obvious difference between the cadence of a voice Mm -hmm. in that and in just speaking in a conversation. So what you really want is candid conversations. You want to listen to real stuff. Um, Yeah. Otherwise you sound like a robot, right? Right. Or or you don't pause at the right time and you just Mm -hmm. kind you sound like you kind of sound like a new a new learner mm-hmm. and that's not bad um it, if anything you take away from this this should be that you should start talking immediately and start practicing speaking immediately mm-hmm. but as you get on in your studies as you become more advanced it's better to kind of shy away from the robot voice mm-hmm. and find real people yeah um so that's the only downside I have. But if you're a beginner or an intermediate um, user, shadowing along with this is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're worried, very worried about your, your pronunciation, um, then maybe maybe don't speak along with it. Though it'll, no matter what, it will help your pronunciation and it will help your diction. Um, so it, it's, it's not bad, but I don't think it's ideal, mm-hmm. which is the real takeaway here. Okay. So there's a lot of good things. A lot um, of good things. Eventually, you'll want to graduate to something like native speaking. You know, there's audiobooks and things like that that you can shadow. Once you're at a super advanced level, you can shadow pretty much anything. Yeah. And you'll want to graduate to just speaking to people mm-hmm. and then consuming whatever piece of media you like that has Japanese in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you really can just graduate at a point and be like, okay, well, I really like anime. I'm just going to watch that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you got far enough and you're still speaking to real humans at the mm-hmm. same time, that isn't going to hurt anything. What if I just want to shadow Yuri on ice 
for the rest of my life. I've heard so much about that and I've never watched it. But I hear wonderful things. It's like that and Haikyuu were really popular for a little bit. I haven't seen that either. But uh, I was at uh, Wajimaya and there was a little girl who was very young and she said, they have Yuri on ice Tsum Tsums now. And Are she those was like, the Disney? Talk, yeah, the little Disney squishy things. Yeah. And she was very excited. And she was also by herself talking to herself uh, about Yuri on Ice, oh. which I thought was funny. Well, that's something. Yeah. Anyway, that's a Tory reader. I think it's a great resource. It's definitely one of the best ones to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should at least give it a try. Their free content is, there's a decent amount, so you can really get to know, like, do I want to use this or not? Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Okay, so the second good resource, well, they're all good. The second best good. resource this year is... Yeah. And we should say they're not ranked necessarily. No, These this, this isn't an order. Um, this is just how I picked them out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is called, I'm not joking, this is a name, Unko Kanji Drills. Yay, <laughs> I like this one. Which basically means poop kanji drills. <laughs> and they're a series of books um, published by a Japanese company. And now these books are aimed at kanji learning, but they're aimed at um, native Japanese children. Mm-hmm. However, children love Unko. Because the argument is <laughs> yes, um, poop is funny. And if you're, that is true. instead of reading a ton of example sentences, like, I go outside, the ball is on the table, things like that. You can mm-hmm. read sentences like, I'm not joking, this is a real sentence. Grandpa drops poop off the balcony. <laughs> or, the poop that fell down the cliff blocked the road. Or, uh, actually, <laughs> this one's not so great, because if you don't know what Rakugo is. Anyway, a Rakugo storyteller is making the audience laugh by talking about poop. <laughs> that would make me laugh about that Rakugo. <laughs> Those are all examples for a single kanji, um, daku, uh, which is also in, you know, uh, verbs like otosu, or it's basically to drop or mm-hmm. fall. Um, That's a very good verb for poop. It's a level grade three kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are six levels. So there are six separate books. You are taught kanji by a I call him the professor because mm-hmm. I think it's funny. He's basically a yellow poop-headed man with glasses and a mustache, like all stereotypical Japanese professors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he teaches you the first six grades of kanji. And their Twitter for a long time, and I think still, will just post page pages. So if you don't want to buy them and you just want to kind of check it out, if you didn't like those sentences I just read for some weird reason, um, you can go to Twitter and check out the pages that they've posted. Huh. So you can see like a lot of example pages from the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they still post examples. So generally you get each page for each kanji will have a poop shaped outline and inside will be a kanji. It will teach you the stroke order of the kanji. It will teach you the type and direction if you're interested in calligraphy, that's important for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it also teaches you the onyomi, the kunyomi, so the Chinese reading and the Japanese reading. Um, it gives you a little space to try to write it three times. And then there are three example sentences and you are expected to put the correct reading or fill in the missing kanji in that section and generally it's the kanji you just learned and the sentences like i said are 
really like doofy funny mm-hmm. um if you have a child you're trying to teach kanji it's so perfect for them and if you're just a normal reader like i would have loved this when yeah. i was learning um i i would probably love it now because i'm sure there's i mean it's the first six grades of kanji but that's still a lot um and that's according to um the japanese so um in japan if you don't if you're not too familiar with kanji teaching or, or japanese education um, in school, you're required to learn a certain amount of kanji in a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. So literally, if you hear grades one through six kanji, those are official kanji planned by the government to teach children of those grades. So you would be learning at the same pace um, or at your own pace, but you would be learning in a structured setting that is decided by the Japanese government. So it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's it is government mandated kanji with a poop twist yes and that uh the twitter i looked it up to make sure everyone can follow it it's at unko kanji that's u-n-k-o kanji at before all that that i just said (laughs) that's Um, how twitter works so even better uh they do have a website which if you look up unko kanji drills you'll find it um and you can order it from amazon japan or um, you can actually order it from normal, am- like um, American Amazon now, and I'm oh, really? sure you might be able to order it from Amazon UK too. But mm-hmm. um, if you want to order it from Amazon Japan, they do ship to the US. Yeah, at least they did uh, a couple months ago. And this like really blew up on social media. It like, did right as we were writing about it. Like Spoon and Tamago talked about it, mm-hmm. and then you know we have mentions uh, that we keep track of for social media stuff, and like every day it was like poop kanji in japan it's like every day that week that it came out everyone was going crazy so if you missed it this is your chance Mm -hmm. and um i did check and if you buy all six books there are 3018 total example sentences that's a lot that's a lot of sentences and Mm -hmm. if you're the kind of person who's trying to learn by themselves and self-study Sometimes it is really hard to find example sentences of usage for kanji. Sometimes you look at a kanji and you're like, there's so many readings for this. Which one do I need to know? And then you'll maybe check jisho.org or a different online dictionary like Tangoren. Mm-hmm. And you'll look and be like, well, it says all of these are common words. Which ones are really common? Well, if they're teaching them to Japanese kids mm-hmm. and are now in a book teaching kanji, you can bet this is a word you need to know. Mm-hmm. This is a reading you need to know. Um, yeah. So it's very helpful. And, you know, just how funny the the sentences are. Like, they're bound to stick in your head a lot better exactly. than, like, the ball dropped is not as memorable as the poop dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you do want to buy them, they're about $10 a book. It depends on where you get them. Yeah, that's um, not bad, really. No, it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would recommend if you can get the set, just get the set. Um, but if you're, if you want to check it out, just get the first one. Or if you want to see how high it goes, just get the sixth one. Cause mm-hmm. you can be like, all right, I don't want to learn those beginner kanji, but I do want to learn level six kanji from a poop professor, a professor, a professor. All right, let's, let's move on. Cause there's only so much you can say about poop unless you buy those books. Yeah. Which we will. Which, yeah, I'm actually pretty disappointed that we didn't immediately order for them for the office, but of course... No one wants to give me things. Yeah. Well, we can, we'll can. we put it in order today. I'll make a note on my sheet. Order poop from Amazon. I just <laughs> want you guys to know he's actually writing order poop from Amazon. Yes. Okay. So on to number three. 
um, again, this isn't in order. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. Is Jallop next, the advanced section. And what does Jallop mean? Jallop is the weird abbreviation for Japanese Level Up, mm-hmm. which is a site that you know has been trying to help um, make flashcards and teach Japanese for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jallop next is basically um, an Anki alternative. So Anki, most of you probably know about it, but I'll, for those of you that don't, Anki is a, I believe it's open source. Is it open source? Yeah, it is open source. Um, it's a flashcard program um, that is entirely customizable. You can do ridiculous things to this this yeah, you can do too stuff. many things. Right, you can do too many things. Um, you can download decks, you can share decks, you can share the way that you use it. So mm-hmm. um, instead of just saying, yeah, I know this, flip the card, you can choose to type in an answer. You can put audio in there. It's a, it's a great um, program. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to have to search for a deck, if you don't want to have to make your own, mm-hmm. um, this is basically an option to replace that. Jallop Next um, has existed for a little bit, but they just finished their advanced section this year, um, which is pretty insane. So Jallop has flashcards, but instead of being individual flashcards, they all link to each other. So in the advanced section, for example, you'll have a sentence. There'll be furigana above the sentence. Below will be the the key piece of information that you're trying to learn in the sentence. So um, if you're learning mata, right, it will have that and then it will have an example of the usage in the sentence explaining what's happening here. And if you see a word in that sentence you don't know, you click on it and immediately a pop-up will appear telling you what that word is and you can click through that mm-hmm. and see different example sentences and continue clicking literally forever. I tried it. Also, all of these sentences have audio, native audio, not a robot, a real oh, wow. person. So like it's recorded by somebody. Recorded by, so far I've only found sentences by the same woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there are a few missing here and there, but I'm pretty sure by now he's filled most of them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the um, packs before the advanced pack are full audio, full sentences, full linking support. Wow. You can get into like a Japanese learning rabbit hole on this site. Mm-hmm. So another thing that this uses that Anki can also do is SRS, which is which is a spaced repetition system. Mm-hmm. What that means is instead of just using the flashcards every day, what happens is that when you learn a new item, you get it in longer and longer inter- intervals as long as you get it correct. So if you can recall it correctly, you won't see it until the next day. But if you get it right the next day, you won't see it for another two days and so on until spaces can be as big as six months to Mm -hmm. years apart. Um, This is amazing because it's helping your long-term memory. And when you're learning a language, everything is cumulative. Everything has to be remembered forever if -hmm. you want to be fluent. And if you're just trying to cram, if you're just saying, oh, well, every Sunday I'll look at the same words every time, you're not putting that in your long-term memory. Some of it will stick, but not all of it will. The best way to do that is to have this spacing, which basically imitates real life. It's imitating if you were living and speaking in Japan. Different situations would call for different words, but you would see them in intervals, right? So the spacing ideally has it right when you're going to forget. 
Mm -hmm. So right before you forget, you have to recall. And forcing you to do that really makes a strong connection in your mind. And that's what this kind of program does. Yeah. And if any of you guys want to read more about space repetition, we actually just had a big space repetition guide come out on Tofugu. So go to tofugu.com and read it. Plug, plug, plug. And plug and check it out. It's actually really good. It yes. is really good. Yeah, space repetition is, is, is it magic? It's science. It's, but it, it feels like magic for real. It, it's same as using mnemonics. It, it feels like cheating, but yeah. you're not cheating. It's really, really good. It's, it's basically the way your brain is programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember listening to, oh, this is so nerdy. I remember listening to an NPR article about um, long-term memory and why we forget things. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about how something you listen to or something you hear or learn the first day is very loud in your head when you go to sleep that night and it's surrounded by the static of all the other things. And as the days go on, the things that you hear the most get louder and the things that you don't hear slowly fade into static. And if you wait too long to hear them again, you forget about them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how brains work because every night your brain has to kind of shut down and process all the things that you've learned. But if you're bringing things back, it's soon enough or long enough apart it makes it so it doesn't turn into static. Mm-hmm. It's put into your 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 fluency basically. So, um, I think an argument he made uh, Koichi made in the article was that when you hear one plus one, you you know the answer immediately. You don't have to think about it, mm-hmm. and that's fluency if you don't have to think about it. But if you see like what's one hundred and eight times thirty five, you have to really think about it and take a moment. Like you know it, you can figure it out. But you're not fluent in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like at the tip of your brain. Right. Um, so SRS really helps with that. And this kind of flashcard program where you see so many examples and every question you have can be linked to something else is so helpful, um, especially at the advanced level. There are very few resources for advanced learners. There are plenty for advanced like. like knowledge people Mm -hmm. of Japanese because they just say, go use native stuff. But if you go too high above your level, if you try to do something that has so many new things, you're not going to be able to take any of it in. So being able to use a program like this where you can work your way up to advanced one by one by one is so much better for your, your brain and the way that you learn. Yeah. And uh, I know that Adam, the guy who, who put it together, he wrote an article for us uh what i used to study japanese and he talked about putting this together and how much work he put into it um so all of that work is evident uh when you use the program uh because just like kristen said it's everything's linked like every word is clickable and takes you to something else Mm -hmm. and he like I don't remember exactly how he said he hand-coded it or something. He just worked on it a lot. It was all by hand, though. All Mm -hmm. of this, none of this was computer-generated, which I think is another issue with advanced stuff, is that you'll find a database with a bunch of sentences that link, but they were all done by a computer, so there's errors in there. Mm -hmm. Um, If there are errors in here, you can let him know, um, and a human will take care of it, I'm sure. Um, But I I looked through it for quite a while, and I didn't see anything um, particularly out of place. Um, another thing, too, is that this is really good for grammar. You can click on pieces of grammar and it will bring you to a section where 
you can see other sentences utilizing that grammar point. So mm -hmm. you can see variation, you can see multiple ways to use it, and you can listen to it. Yeah, and that's kind of hard to find. Like It is, um, unless you buy one of the grammar dictionaries that um, we actually use in the office quite mm -hmm. a bit. Um, it, it can be really hard to find real examples of grammar side by side with the same, so the same grammar point, but with multiple examples. Um, usually there's one or two, um, but there are so many. So I, I just want to, to explain how many sentences are on this site. Um, the advanced deck added a thousand new sentence cards, which teach words, context, meanings, you know, grammar and, and things like that. Um, and they're, they already had on the site um, over 2,000 beginner and intermediate cards plus 2,300 kanji cards. So that many kanji, it's a little more than the joyo kanji, which is basically um, the joyo kanji are like kanji picked by the government that they say you should learn, mm -hmm. that everybody should know by like the end of high school. Um, so that's a lot. Yeah. That's like all the kanji you'll ever need to know. Mm-hmm. And you can learn them all with one site. You don't have to worry about making your own decks. Um, if you're interested in trying this out, now it does cost money because mm -hmm. pretty much everything that's really good costs money nowadays. So yeah. hopefully that'll be changing in the future. There are plenty of great free sites like Thai Kim and mm -hmm. Maggie Sensei and us, Tofugu. Um, but usually if there's this much content, you want to give them money anyway. He he worked so hard on this. Yeah. Um, but if you just want to try it out, the first hundred cards in all the decks are free. So if you are like, well, I'm intermediate. I don't want to try the beginner deck. Mm -hmm. You can try the intermediate deck, a hundred cards and see what they link to. The first deck is completely free. It's called Kana Conqueror. Um, it goes pretty high mm -hmm. um it's really interesting but if you want to buy them now this isn't a subscription fee this is you literally buying a deck and being like this is mine now mm -hmm. um so i don't want anyone thinking like oh i have to subscribe that's a lot um so if you want to pay for it obviously the first stage is free but if you want to get the next hundred cards it's 9.99 if you want the advanced deck it's 79.99 which is all of those thousand cards. Mm -hmm. Or if you want all of the decks, everything including beginner, intermediate, kanji, everything, it's $219. And this sounds like a lot because it is a lot, but there's a 30 day money back guarantee. So, which is basically done on the honor system. So if you sign up and you're like, oh, dude, I'm like 10 days into this and I hate this system. Just send Adam an email, say, look, I made a mistake. This really isn't for me. I'm sorry. He'll just refund you. Mm -hmm. That's which pretty is good. Really great. Yeah. And really like 219 one time, if it's something you're going to be using a lot and it's something you can't find anywhere else, like if you really click with it, that's, that's money well spent. It's, it's basically you're paying for someone else's work, right? You could do all of this work yourself. And I'm not saying that you need this, mm -hmm. but if you look at Anki and you're like, I really don't want to do all this work. I don't, I don't know what I should be learning. Then this might be something to consider at least the free stuff or yeah. at least the beginner, beginner stuff and then move on um, to, a, to making your own 
your own decks or your own flashcard using whatever program you want to use. Yeah, because Anki is is a really great program, but like uh, like Kristen said, like figuring out what you should be studying, like how much you should be studying it, what the spacing should be, and then also linking everything together, which I wouldn't even know how to do that if I wanted to do it. It Once you um, figure, it, it's the same as like learning how to code. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh, that was so easy. Like I know it like the back yeah. of my hand now, but you do have to do your work and you have to research it mm -hmm. and then implement it and it takes time. Yeah, and that's time you could be studying. Right, it's time you could be studying. And again, if you just don't feel like it, you're like, oh, I just want to learn, mm -hmm. then this, this could be a really good option. Yeah, it's kind of like, should you write your own textbook before you study it? Kind of, <laughs> not exactly that labor intensive, but still very labor intensive. And uh, Adam did a good job. We're not just saying that because he wrote an article. He was it's, very nice. He is very nice, but he, he also made a good program. So, yeah, we um, he wrote for us because we liked his program. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> so, thank you, Adam. Yeah. All right. So the next one, um, this one actually just came out in June. Um, it's called Japanese I.O. And Michael actually used it more than I did. Yeah. So would you like to talk about this one? Yeah, I would. Uh, Japanese I.O. is um, a really neat program. It's really just a text reader. Um, it's a site that you can sign up to. All you need is a Facebook or a Google account. I think you can make like your own Japanese I.O. account, but it's like everyone's got a Google account. Just click the Google button and you I mean, like, if, get in there. If you're one of those people like my husband <laughs> who does not like having Facebook connected to anyone because he's paranoid, mm -hmm. um, please feel free to make your own Japanese IO account. Yeah. But if you're not paranoid... You just, can just, just use Facebook. Yeah. Um, I actually don't connect Facebook also, but I do connect Google, Why which is, is probably just as bad. I don't know. I don't like Wait, Facebook. you connect... Oh, your Gmail. Yeah, the Gmail okay. account. Um, I don't have a Google Plus account. I made it through oh, that. Really? You have a Gmail, right, though? I have a Gmail, and I made it through clicking the ignore button for however many years they tried oh, wow. to get you to do it. And I now I'm, do I was right the whole time. I'm free. You did it. <laughs> I'm still on Google Plus. Everyone add me on Google Plus. Actually, don't. I, that would be really funny. You should add him so he's like, what are these emails? No. What have I done? It's okay. Um, I will send you each a message. Hopefully, all I of you... Hopefully all of you made it out of the Google Plus conspiracy garbage yeah. like I did. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Japanese so you I. sign into Japanese I.O. Uh, all you got to do is sign up or click your little Google button. And you are brought to this uh, nice little reader, which is empty. And basically what you do is paste in text. So say you're reading an article on Asahi Shimbun and you're like, I can't read this too well but I can kind of read it you paste that article into Japanese IO and suddenly you have like full furigana support um, all over the page you can click it on and off so whenever if you just feel like I don't know a whole lot of kanji I just need furigana to get through this article um, and you don't want to use Rikai-kun and like mouse over everything as you read then you've got like furigana for everything and then if, you know, you're feeling really good about it, then you can turn it off. Uh, also, if you get to a word and you're like, oh, I can read this, but I don't really know the meaning of it, you can click a word and it pops up. Um, and it's all based on Jim Bream. Breen? N or M at the end of Breen. his name? Breen. Jim, Jim Breen's dictionary. His database, um, uh, which used to just be called Jim Breen's. Um, you can still use it and... 
it's really great. If you need to know um, what how a name is pronounced, mm-hmm. they actually have a name search option. Oh, do they? Yeah. And um, cool. so many of you might be too young to know this, um, but gshow.org didn't exist yet when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still an idea, but gshow and most of the dictionaries, most of the databases that um, Japanese online dictionaries use, almost all of them, use Jim Breen's, mm-hmm. which is, it's his database. So if you, uh, a, any good dictionary will cite where it's taking the database from. Um, and you can see all of them link back to him. Yeah. Um, so he's a wonderful man and you should all thank him for his contribution to the internet learning of Japanese. Yeah. So if you use Jisho, Tongarin, uh, Weblio, well, Weblio uses multiple, but it does also use theirs. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the, a lot of it all goes back to Jim Breen. Um, and so does Japanese IO. So if you click uh, any words, you're going to get your definition from the Jim Breen Dictionary. And uh, the the really cool part about this is say say you you've pasted your article, and you're really trying to just read through it as best you can, and you keep running into this kanji, and you're like, oh man, this kanji's giving me trouble. And you click it, and you're like, oh, okay, I knew that word. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll keep reading. And you keep reading. And you see it again, you're like, oh, I forgot already, and you click it again. Um, when you get to the bottom of the page, you actually get statistics that show you how many words you looked up and how many times. So you can see, like, oh, I looked up the same, I looked looked up Tabedu nine times because <laughs> I couldn't remember the kanji for it. Um, how and do then I you'll eat, Michael. Yeah. How do I eat? <laughs> what is what is to eat? And then you, you can see like, okay, I looked up Tabedu nine times. I really need to study Tabedu harder because I keep having trouble with it. And then you also have statistics that go back a month um, that show you for this month, like what have you been having trouble with? So across, if, you, if you've been reading articles in Japanese IO for like 12 days, you can see that like, oh man, in all of these articles, I looked up Tabedu 98 times. And I just sure don't know Taberu very well. I'm sorry if you don't know that word. I'm being really mean, but I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I I think probably by 98 times you'd learn it through brute force. But but as and now this is something I learned from the Wanikani forums. I did not know this was a thing mm-hmm. because I didn't use Anki, so I didn't see that word. But there's things called leeches, mm. which is a by the way, leeches are like my biggest fear, the real ones. So no wonder I shied away from this. Like I legit have a problem. But leeches are those words that you just can't remember. Mm-hmm. You see them over and over and it's like slamming your head against a brick wall. Mm. Um, they're called leeches. So you can actually, in Anki, you can like make a deck of just your leeches. There's a tab for it. Really? Um, yeah. So if you do have stuff like this, that this would be a good way to put it in context to make you remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, another good way is to complain about it out loud to people you know, because yeah. then you're making a memory so you never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things do exist. So I'm sorry if you don't remember something after 96 times. It's called a leech. And yeah. there are plenty of ways you can look up how to memorize those. That yeah. I just learned about this year. That's That makes sense. I know that, I can't think of what it was, but I know that there have been words in my study that have just like, uh, I just can't remember them. I think I've remembered them now, but I'll probably come into new leeches eventually. Yeah, and if you're stuck in a loop of never remembering, your SRS program never goes up, and you see them every day, and mm-hmm. you just go, you yeah. again, and you start to hate it, and that's a leech. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, leeches, the real things, are also bad. They're horrible, which is why it's a great name for them. But they're really, really bad. Leeches are really bad. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one are we talking about? All of them. Okay. But mostly the real ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, Japanese I.O. is really cool because it shows you your leeches. Like if you're just, you know, reading using Rikai-kun online and you're just like, oh, yeah. Also, you're maybe if you're revealing the answers to yourself all the time using Rikai-kun, you're not remembering it super well. But, you know, if you're, if you're trying to read and you're having trouble, you it might not be so apparent to you that you're running into this leech. Uh, but Japanese I.O. will make it very apparent because you click it and it records and you can have statistics that show you how many times you looked something up. Um, so that's basically all there is to the program. There's also a suggest text option, which just grabs text from Japanese sources like bbc.co.uk. Um, NHKEasy. And NHKEasy. Actually, that's the part that I used um, when I only looked at it for a short while. I, mm-hmm. I was actually gone for quite a bit last month. And so Michael was helping me out. Um, and I was just kind of looking at it and fiddling around. And I saw that there were a lot of suggested texts. I put my level for advanced and there mm-hmm. were quite a few things in there. Um, and it was really fun uh, reading through and, and, and being able to just be like, oh, I'll just add this to a list yeah, and I'll deal with it later, um, which a lot of people say they'll do. So you're playing a game. Mm-hmm. Not everybody actually remembers to write down everything in their notebook and then remembers to add it to Anki later. Yeah. Um, it's really convenient having it in one place. Yeah. So it's a great place to capture those words. It's a great place to like, really measure uh, your reading ability. And yeah, it's just a neat little app. You just turn your Furigana on and off, can track your words. It's really simple. There's not much more to it than that, but it's it's a neat program. And another suggestion, um, though this is slightly illegal. <laughs> uh, if you're reading manga and you find the script of it online, or if you choose to type it all in, mm-hmm. uh, if you do find the scripts for what you're reading, or say like you're on Crunchyroll, you can copy paste that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really helpful to help you read along. So this isn't just for news sites yeah. or a Japanese website that you're like, if you're trying to learn how to use Japanese Amazon, um, there are guides. Don't just try to fight your way through it. Yeah. Um, this can really help you. Yeah. And, and that's the really neat thing about it is it's a, it's like a text editor almost. You can type things in, mm-hmm. um, you can paste things in. So anything that's giving you trouble, if you're trying If you to get order, an email, yeah. And it's in Japanese and you're like, oh, oh, this is a great learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Take advantage. Don't don't be worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Emails are, would be a really great mm-hmm. use for this. Um, and we get a lot of really professional emails from Japanese companies here. Mm-hmm. And while we have native speakers who can read it much better than I can because I'm not quite used to like business jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I was curious about copy pasting one this morning into Japanese IO. So there's another use for you. Yeah. So it's a really neat, neat program. Um, and it's free too. So you just yeah, the whole thing is free. There isn't even I believe there isn't even an option to pay if you wanted to. I don't think you can. Maybe you can track down them in the the about page and like send them a check in the mail. But I believe this is the only free resource we're mentioning today. I think now, so, yeah. if you do want free resources, there are a ton in our other stuff. It just happens to be that a lot of the best stuff is paid, which makes sense because you want to. You want to be able to give money to people who worked really hard and you want to be able to support these things so they can make more. Yeah. So definitely support you guys. It's good. It's good. For the economy in the world. Don't scan late. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so our last 
top five of the first half of this year um, is my favorite uh, because I'm very biased. It's Legends of Localization, book two, Earthbound by Clyde Mandolin and the Legends of Localization team at Fangamer. Mm-hmm. Um, Earthbound is an amazing game for the SNES it from is. when I was a wee child. <laughs> um, it's a game that is very popular now, um, which is kind of weird, but also probably in part to speedrunning getting popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this book basically is, is all of the text and words and content in the Earthbound game in Japanese and English compared. Um, This also goes over translation decisions, localization decisions. So the difference basically is um, straight text translation or localization being changing something to fit the audience. Um, And there are so many decisions in this game. And Clyde teaches you Japanese as you go through it not just in the book but when you order it it comes with something called um your it's your passport basically um I have it in front of me and it's being open I'm opening it it comes in a little sealed package with a a butt like a a shiny sticker um now, this is not their first book because I, I said book two. They have one yeah. for The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and it also comes with a passport. And what it basically is is a tiny book, a booklet that um, teaches you Japanese. It teaches you hiragana. It teaches you katakana. It teaches you pronunciation. It teaches you all the terms that you will need to read this game. Mm-hmm. In Japanese. In Japanese. And sorts them. So like phone terms, you have things in here. Oh, there are sparkles on my hands. Why is this sparkly? Okay. Well, there's sparkles included. Um, (laughs) This is a magical book. (laughs) It talks about uh, the decision between changing um, PK to Psy, things like that. Um, All the items, all the monsters, all the very weird things. Um, And there's really hilarious pictures in here um, involving tomatoes uh yeah and earthbound's a really amazing game um i mean i grew up playing games like this but i actually didn't play it until last summer um last year it was about this time last year i played it and it's very charming and very fun it kind of like gets gets its hooks in you um so getting to play it in japanese is a really cool thing especially when you get this passport you can you know, make your way through it. And it's made for people. I I don't know. It's not necessarily made for people who are like, I have been studying Japanese. It's made for people who are like, I don't know, no Japanese. Right. It's really for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, if you know Japanese or if you just kind of want to start and you feel like, all right, well, this is a good way in because I don't really like textbooks. I don't don't have the money for a class. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a fun introduction and even if you don't really take it all in you you will learn important things Mm -hmm. and um if you're if you're not familiar familiar at all with earthbound um in japan it was called mother 2 Mm -hmm. it's a very text-based game Mm -hmm. um while still being like an rpg yeah so it has elements of 
you know, turn-based kind of typical JRPG stuff. You have, mm-hmm. you know, you can put on an amulet, you can wear a hat or hold a bat, and you travel around the world and have companions. But it's very reliant on talking to other people, understanding the situation of the place you're in, and figuring things out based on that. So you really need to understand what people are saying and kind of figure out weird riddles sometimes Mm -hmm. to progress, which makes it a wonderful tool to learn from because you don't have a waypoint to cheat and do. Like you can look up a guide, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to look up a guide, use this, learn things about Japanese culture, learn things about the Japanese language. And it's a very big book. I want to stress that the passport is quite small, but the book itself it's probably a good 300 pages, mm-hmm. 400, 400, over 400 pages. Yeah. And it's hardback too. It is. And I believe it sold out, but I think it just came back in stock. This and the first one. Mm-hmm. And you can get those at fangamer. Is it com now? Com? It used to be .net. No, um, yes, it's .com. I bet .net probably also works still. Maybe. Um, but yeah, and if you're a kind of person who's like, oh, but I don't even play the video games. I can't jump on the Groombas. Like this, this is, is not a typical video game. Yeah, this I want to stress this. An RPG, so you don't need a whole lot of hand-eye coordination. <laughs> um, you walk around, you talk to people. It's very charming too. So uh, you you get in a lot of situations that well, I guess they are kind of like quirky and fun, but it's not like, oh, I'm in a fantasy world with elves and I'm learning elf terminology. And a lot of it, um, which is why the book is so fleshed out, is that the game is full of puns, Mm -hmm. which is why the localization to English is so interesting because they had to make puns that would work in English. Mm -hmm. So you have the most interesting changes and you can learn things about our culture and Japanese culture at the same time. It's super cool. Um, there's also stuff about cults, um, which at the time was pretty important Mm -hmm. considering the things that would happen a couple of years later in the nineties. Um, but it, it really just is a solid resource and it was made to help people learn Japanese, and it was also made to help people gain an appreciation for localization and translation of games. So I love it. Mm-hmm. I have read through most of it. Um, I read it in chunks, but it's such a good book, and it's such a good resource, especially if you're trying to get into maybe just playing Japanese games. Um, this is your way in. Um, there's also a website. This all started as a website. Um, Clyde was basically saying, I want to look at this. I want to be a translator, a localization person someday. Um, At least that's what I'm pretty sure his story Mm -hmm. is. Uh, And so he made this website and it still exists. And you can see pretty much all the content in these books on there if you don't want to buy them. But I think you should buy them. Yeah. Um, And it's called Legends of Localization. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think Clyde could correct me if I'm wrong by coming on the podcast come on the podcast and uh i think he also did the fan translation for mother three i believe he did um so yeah he is, he is which an- never came to the u.s by the way if you're wondering yes bring it to the u.s nintendo someone at actually wwe raw held up a sign that said localized M- mother three i saw that yeah i'm a big wrestling fan and it needs to happen so that was um, very enjoyable but yeah clyde is, is definitely like an earthbound expert um maybe an earthbound cultist, but 
I think it once you play Earthbound, you become an Earthbound cultist, whether you like it or not. It's just so charming, and it's so deep. Yeah, and the music is so good. The music is fantastic. So you guys, if you haven't played Earthbound, you can play it in Japanese with this book. And it, oh, it's just got... I've only actually looked at it a little bit, because Kristen's always looking at it. I'm sorry. So that's okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's right here. Yeah, I could ask for it at any time, but I, I haven't, because I keep forgetting. So I, I didn't, I've been planning on buying myself a copy. Um... It's it's just a really neat book, and it's great for learning Japanese, but it's just really interesting also. Right. And you can't just be doing serious stuff all the time. Like I yeah. said, like, do you want to read the news every day? Maybe. But you have to have more in life. Yeah. And a language encompasses up. all of the culture that it exists in. So mm-hmm. I think you should pick it up. And it's very important that you play Earthbound right now. <laughs> And then buy lots of fan gamer merch because we love them too. Yeah. Anyway, that was my top five. Yay. I honestly think it's a pretty objective top five, even though Mm. I definitely um, inserted Legends of Localization in there. But um, really, those those are are really solid, really helpful resources um, that just came out this year. They're not old at all. They're all all still being supported. Um, So if you're looking for something new if you're looking for something that maybe is scratching an itch Mm -hmm. that you haven't quite gotten to yet then one of these will most definitely help you yeah and a lot of you know progress can be made when you find that tool or that resource that scratches that itch like Kristen said like you know a lot of times you could be like pushing along on a textbook or, or a resource and it's just not working for you and you're like oh I'm just not I don't have a knack for this. I'm not very good. But really, maybe you just need to find something that works for your personality um, and yeah, also it, stick, it, stick it out. It's the same as um, sometimes, especially if you're in college or university, you'll have a professor and you'll really think it's you. You'll think, wow, I hate this topic. This is really bad. And it could just be the professor you have that you mm-hmm. just don't mesh. Their teaching style doesn't work for you. And that doesn't mean that you can't learn that thing. Um, There are, thanks to the internet, thousands of ways to learn something, anything. And if one thing isn't working for you, don't force yourself to try to keep using it. Look for something else and always be open to learning a different way. Um, it, It doesn't always work out, but it's good that you tried. So that was our... That was our our top five of the first six months. So there's six more months coming. There will be five more tops coming. I hope so. (laughs) I mean, we'll see. We can't control what people produce in the Japanese learning. Hopefully a bunch of great things come out and not a bunch of steamy garbage apps that trick you into downloading them and say, oh, the new Japanese flashcards and you open it up and there's like five and it's Mm -hmm. not done and it's asking you to pay money yeah don't pay money for those please yeah pay Uh, money for good things be competitive let let them fight let them try to make something better at Mm -hmm. a competitive rate because japanese fight for your love learning costs money and Mm -hmm. well if you do it right sometimes it doesn't but not everybody either way you got to buy a plane ticket to get out there right Mm -hmm. um so you might as well you might as well spend money on the right things yeah that's what I was trying to go for. <laughs> no, but that's that's true. Yeah, you you should be giving your money to the things that are helping you the most, that put in the most work. Um, things like like we feel like Jallop Next is a really great resource, has a lot of uh, work put into it, and we feel that like 
the hiragana app that only has five hiragana shouldn't cost $24. Right. Let let them work for you. Let mm-hmm. them work for your dollar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully there will be even better ones coming out in the next six months. And if you uh, have any Japanese resources that you find, because we're searching as hard as we can, but we are only a team of 80 people. And we're, we're a team of two, <laughs> of two looking people. for these. Uh, and... Basically, a team of one, except when there are Android. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there are the Android, Android things, ones. because I'm not interested. Yeah. So if there's something that is like Google Play Store only, Michael found that. <laughs> right. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> so if you find anything and you're like, oh, man, this is a great resource, even if it was a couple months ago and we missed it. I mean, you know, within reason. If it's more than three months ago, I'll probably say no. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, we might put it in a article at the end of the year, like, here's stuff we missed. Or we could Maybe share it on social media. Um, or if you make something, if if you're like, if you spent the last five years working on a resource and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the greatest. How do I tell people? Just send us an email. Our email address is hello at tofugu.com. And you can address it to anybody here. But we all look at the same inbox every yeah, five seconds share. all day. Mm-hmm. I have mine open literally at every moment. So if I don't respond to you within an hour, it probably means I'm not in the office. Yeah. Um, it's probably like midnight. Yeah. It's, the, it's when you sleep for that one hour. We're on the West Coast uh, PST. Um, so we get a lot of emails in the middle of the night or yeah. like at weird times. And we're like, oh, we're not awake. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, People, everybody in the UK. It's like 8 a.m. on the East Coast, but here it's like 5 a.m. We usually respond within a day or two. Usually, yeah. unless the whole office is out of the... Unless we're on one of our trademark cruises that we go on <laughs> every two months. We go on a Disney cruise, and I slide down that water slide with Goofy. I would quit immediately. <laughs> I've been on a Disney cruise. No, thank you. Oh, man. Did you slide down a slide with Jesse no. from Toy Story? Um. So the only... Um, what are they called in English? Yurukiara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yurukiara mascots. Mascots. The only mascots aboard were these very dressed up Mickey and um, Minnie. And they definitely didn't go on the slide. What The commercials show like 20 mascots playing shuffleboard. No, um, there is a Mickey when you first get on board wearing a sailor hat. Then again, this was also when I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. which was an amount of time ago. I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> it was when it first started. And I wasn't allowed to hang out with the teens. And I, my parents brought me alone, so I had to be in the kids' section most of the time. I think they called it the Disney Discovery Center or something. And it was literally, <laughs> like, this place deep down in the boat that had, like, sand you could play with. <laughs> they put you in a basement full of sand. <laughs> they pretty much did. So don't take your almost teen to the Disney cruise because they can't get into the teen section and they'll no. be alone with little children. I have to play with sand with five-year-olds. It was awful. Oh, no. I was didn't Mickey get a teen wristband. No. There was, like, two grumpy adults. Oh, no. Um, This is not having anything to do with <laughs> anything. <laughs> but the point is, uh, even if you've had to play with sand in a basement, <laughs> you can grow up to be a great translator. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's the lesson. <laughs> okay. Um, uh. So, yeah. That's all. So 
help me do less work and send me resources for the rest of the year. Yeah, and check out the series. Uh, it's tfg.li slash jlr2017. Um, or just go to Tofugu and then click series and then click the girl with the headphones and rainbows and then you'll be at the series. Or go to the series page and look for it. Or, or just, just type in Japanese learning resources and we're number one. Yeah, we're number one on Google. Thanks, Google. So that's all. We should probably stop. (laughs) Bye. Bye.